All right, let's dive into our discussion in 2 Peter, 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. We're going to talk about false prophets today. Very exciting. Uh, so, of course, we remember in the end of uh, chapter 1, he talks about the prophetic word. We have the prophetic word more confirmed. And then he, of course, talks about no prophecy of Scripture was ever given by someone's own interpretation, but uh, men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, he's clearly talking about the Old Testament prophecies, right? That specifically prophecies as opposed to general revelation, right? And of course, we know the difference. The way prophecy is used, we have several different ways we use that word, right? So the word, the word in modern contextual usage specifically has to do with a foretelling, a telling of an event that's going to happen soon. Uh, that or it will come to pass in the future. <clears throat> but of course, there is a more general usage of the word prophecy, which was just a revelation from God. And I think that Peter is using this sort of dual meaning of the idea when he says the prophetic word uh, confirmed. Well, again, there were prophecies that were confirmed, foretellings that were confirmed. But when he says no prophecy of Scripture was ever given by anyone's own interpretation, well, that's the more general usage of the word, right? Just a revelation from God. But he does switch back in 2 Peter 2, and he, he goes back and forth between the way this word is used. Uh, and in 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, which we're going to talk about this morning, he, there's a warning against false prophets. So let's read this. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Uh, this is an interesting text. You think about the... the sorry... But false prophets arose among the people. He's talking in the past tense here, right? What is he referring to? There's a lot of times in the Old Testament. Oh man, you think about the history of the people of Israel. How many times did people come and teach something different than what God had said? Now, it was warned very, fairly early on. God knew this was a thing that was going to hap be, be happening, right? This was not unknown to God. This was not unexpected. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 4, he does even use, and again, using the words... The word prophet in the, the foretelling sense, if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Deuteronomy, God knew that this was going to be a problem. And Peter, of course, is saying the pro same problem keeps happening over and over. But it's interesting, the Deuteronomy text... Because God uses that idea of the foretelling. And he is talking about some somebody who comes in and foretells something that's going to come to pass, and then it comes to pass. But what was the point? The point was don't listen to him if what? If he's saying go serve other gods. So it wasn't necessarily just about the, the foretelling. But really it's about obeying what the Lord has said. And isn't that what he says at the end? You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. This idea of being tested. Uh, there are 
It's a bad way of starting that sentence. The idea that, that God is wanting to convey in Deuteronomy and the idea that I think Peter is trying to convey in 2 Peter is listen to what God has said, not just the supernatural stuff, not just the amazing stuff, not just the prophecies, but the very mundane things that he's told you to do. And Peter, uh, Paul says a similar thing. We're not going to read. I don't have the text on the screen because I just thought of it. Uh, but Paul says a similar thing in Galatians, right? When he says, if we or an angel should from heaven should preach to you a different gospel, let him be accursed. Right? You've already received the gospel. Even if an angel from heaven, this supernatural, awesome, majestic being should come and tell you something different, don't listen. So when Peter says, when he t tells us that there will be false prophets to come in among the uh, false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even de denying the master who bought them, that we know, of course, that it might be very persuasive, it might sound very good. It might be something that appeals maybe a lot. But what's the point? Do not follow them. Do not do what they say. Jesus talks about false teachers in a different way. Uh, Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Matthew 7, 15 through 20. And beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or fig trees from thistles or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does good, not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. So what is he saying here? Uh, Jesus, when he approaches the idea of false prophets, his point is pay attention to how they live. Okay, well, they're going to say some stuff, obviously, and the wolves in sheep's clothing, they may, again, appear to be like you, appear to be one of the flock, appear to be a follower of, of me or a follower of God. But pay attention to how they live, because ultimately, no matter what good things you're saying, no matter how good it sounds, no matter how appealing it is, if you are not bearing fruit for the kingdom, and we talk about bearing fruit, again, no matter how good it sounds, no matter what they're saying, no matter how appealing it is, ultimately they will not live lives that are holy, right? They are not going to be doing the things that God wants them to do. And this is very much connected to Deuteronomy 13, right? When he says they are going, they're going to say, let us go after other gods which you have not known. Let us serve these other gods. Well, that's a very similar idea, right? No matter how appealing or good or reasonable the teaching sounds, if it is in, not in, in accordance with God's word, it's going to end up with people doing things that are not in God's word, doing things that are not pleasing to God. And that's what we're trying to pay attention to, right? That's what we're trying to figure out and, and discern about false teachers. Now, the end result that Peter talks about, right, uh, it, which Paul brings up in Philippians, the, the end result of this false teaching, uh, I'll put up the first, I'll put up the second Peter passage again so that we understand what we get to. Many will follow their sensuality and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed in their, in their greed. They will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. The end result of this false teaching, teaching that is contrary with what God has asked us to do, that's what we're talking about, right? Teaching that would lead us away from what God has told us to do, what's going to be the end result? Condemnation and destruction, ultimately. There's exploitation going on. Somebody who is there, and there's a couple of reasons why somebody might teach against God's word. 
one might there, there are and we can imagine some good reasons if people are misguided they have good intentions but they, they're misguided or they're ignorant we can understand how that might happen of course that's not really what peter's talking about he's talking about uh, people who are secretly bringing them in these false teachings to to exploit or uh, in greed and there are a lot of people like that so many people who teach things that they know are not in God's word because of greed, because they want to exploit people. And the end result is destruction. Paul talked about this in Philippians 3, 17 through 19, when he talked about uh, false teachers or teachers who uh, would lead people astray. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you've given us. Again, the same idea. Keep your eyes on those who walk. That is the way they live is what? According to the example you have in us, that would be the apostles probably, or maybe the authors of Philippians. For many of whom I have told you now and even tell you with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Now, he's not specifically talking about false teachers in this text, and yet he's talking about who are you going to emulate? Well, you could emulate those who are not walking according to the apostles' example, right? You could be led astray by those who are enemies of the cross of Christ. And again, in all these texts, we're seeing a couple of similar ideas. People will come who will say things that are contrary to God's word. And those things may sound great and reasonable and like things that we should be doing. But Really, at the end of the day, the end result of those things is destruction, right? And Paul says it with tears, their end is destruction. This is not something to be snide about or, or flippant about. This is not something to be uh, to jo joke about or to play around with. This is a serious thing that will end up with people lost. And so Peter, and how many times have we read the warnings? We, we're not going to keep going. Uh, but the, the next part of 2 Peter is going to be about such people who ended up lost. And, and a lot of the teaching in 2 Peter is about these false prophets, right? So let's read 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3 one more time as we wrap up. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For us the warning is very simple. These false prophets, these false teachers, they are going to end up in destruction. And if we follow them, so will we. Right? We might be lost again. We're saved now. Hooray for us. But if we are led astray by a false teacher, no matter how good our intentions are, right? No matter how good our intentions are whether or not we are being earnest and genuine in our seeking of God, if we are led astray and follow some other teaching, we're going to end up in their kind of destruction, right? Their condemnation. Because we did not do the things that God wanted us to do. 
how many of the texts do we see, right? Obey his commandments. Hold fast to God's word. Do the things that are pleasing to him. Doesn't matter what anybody else is saying, even things that sound good, or even, as Deuteronomy pointed out, even if there was a prophecy that came to pass that somebody else did, if they want you to do something contrary to God's will, don't do it. Don't go after them. I hope that we will remain solidly in God's word, that we will stay in the, in the path that God has given us and do the things that he would have us to do. Let's end in a prayer. God, we thank you for the word that you've given us. Please keep us from false teachers. Give us discerning hearts that we may more carefully examine your word so that we are not led astray. God, we know that there are those who are teaching false things from a genuine, sincere heart, who are not greedy or exploiting. God, I ask that for those who are doing so, please open their minds and hearts to the truth, that they may see the error of their teaching and humbly accept the correct path for that you have given us in Scripture. God, we know that you are, your word endures forever, that we have a home in heaven waiting for us. Give us strength and endurance to finish strongly, whenever our life may end, or maybe if you will come back. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.